Should white trans women start competing in the WNBA? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Here's a little breaking news before I get to the rest of the episode. In Ukraine, men 18 to 60 are not allowed to leave the country because they have to stay and fight Russia. And they're also making trans women stay. Slate's Hang Up Podcast, which is their sports podcast, is talking about Leah Thomas. This is the trans woman who swims for the University of Pennsylvania swim team. Trans woman, born a man, now identifying as a woman. And I talked about her before, but um, whatever. They got some stats. They got some stats in here that I didn't know, and so it's good to have some stats to go with whatever. So apparently there was a, I forget the name, it was, it was the Zippy something or other swim meet in Akron, Ohio, and Leah Thomas went and set two records for the year. It was in the 200 and the 500 yard free swim. And so I don't know exactly what times she got in both, but um, I think in the 500 yard one, she did it in... Uh, one minute, 41 seconds, which was three seconds off of the all-time world record, which was set by a woman in 2015. Born a woman, woman. What do you call that? I just call that a woman, anyways. And, of course, everyone should be able to uh, live their best life, but there's a question about whether or not it's fair for someone who was born a man to compete in women's sports. I mean, you know, why do you have women's sports? It's because otherwise men would crush them. You know, you could just have one swim team and be like, all right, whoever gets on, gets on, right? And then it would just be all men. So that's why you don't do that. That's why you have a women's team and a men's team. It's so you're not racist against women. And there's been some controversy, you know. Well, basically there's... So I think it's not fair for someone born a man to compete in women's sports. But um, you got two sides to the story. There's... Uh, you think that if you're born a man, you shouldn't be able to compete in women's sports, and then that's one side. And then the other side is you're racist against trans people if you don't think that trans people should be able to compete in women's sports. And don't you know this, that, and the other thing about how trans people have been pe- treated in the past? This is the only, you know, whatever. That's the woke position. Woke people get very, very riled up over it. I mean, the number of honest-to-God trans women... You know, non-binary horseshit is, I don't know what that is. That's like 20% of freshman girls in college or something. But anyways, as far as like real trans women, they're super rare, but they're also the one that gets everyone riled up the most. All right, a little bit more about Leah Thomas. So when she was, I guess, identifying as a man, she swam on the University of Pennsylvania swim team for three years. And in case people... I've said this before. Anyways, University of Pennsylvania is an Ivy League school. Very, very fancy school. Trump went there. But so, she swam as a man for three years. Then she started taking hormones, um, identified as a woman, and then started swimming for the women's team. So something interesting was said. You know, they got an expert who wrote an article on this subject or something. Um... And she's talking about, yeah, you know, people have mixed opinions on trans girls and trans women. 
So it kind of makes sense, but I don't think I've heard someone say that. But, you know, I guess if you're, right, this is even more rare or something, but if, or what, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, if you're under 18, I guess you're not a trans woman. You're a trans girl. And I should say, right, you don't have to, you don't have to do anything to be trans. You don't have to take hormones. You don't have to cut off or add to any parts of your body. You don't have to cut your hair. You don't have to wear different clothing. You don't have to do anything whatsoever other than to say I am now I now identify as male or, or whatever as a man or as a woman and then now you are a transgender person and I don't know like if you just say that once out loud in your room when no one else is around and no one hears it and then you never say it again for the rest of your life I mean you know are you a transgender individual from that point forward I don't know I think they got a case in I think it's in California. Don't quote me on this. It's either California or the United Kingdom. Uh, where, oh God, I do remember now. So yeah, it was in California. And I think identifying as a man at the time. So a 17-year-old boy raped a 10-year-old girl in a fast food um, restaurant bathroom. Yeah, this is in Los Angeles. And so the Los Angeles DA, they're trying to recall the DA right now, but this is one of these new, newfangled DAs who wants to go, I, mean, I don't know what you want to call it, soft on crime, or they want to reform the criminal justice system, I guess, if you want to be more charitable. And so anyways, the 17-year-old is getting charged as a minor. That, that was one of the rules the DA came up with, is no more charging minors as adults, period. You know, even if they're 17 years and 364 days old, you're a minor. And then, you know, to cap it all off, this, uh, the rapist, I don't know if they're convicted yet, the, uh, the, uh, the alleged rapist, um, identifies as a woman now. In fact, I think they did get convicted. And so, I'm not sure where they sent her, her with a penis who rapes 10-year-olds, um, but I think it's like... Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it gets even worse. So if you're under 18, when you get charged, not only are they not going to charge you as an adult, but I think they put you into juvenile, whatever, juvie, juvie, juvenile detention, whatever you want to call it, you know, the prison for kids. And so this transgender individual is now over 18. I think, I think this case, case may have taken a long time. So they may be like, I don't know, I want to say they're 23, but maybe they're only 18 or 19. Anyways, and so we'll see what happens, but they may get they may get put into women's or whatever girl girl juvie girl juvenile detention. Like you know, I don't know I don't know how young the youngest girl in Los Angeles girl juvenile detention is, but there might be some ten year old girls in there. So they might put this person in a prison with ten year old girls. Anyways, that's pretty crazy. I don't know. I mean, I shouldn't be... <laughs> it's a little mean to be talking about a swimmer and then to go to that, to the absolute extremist, most gross thing ever. But anyways, this is the Anti-Woke Podcast. And I should highlight or whatever that that situation has not happened yet. They have not been put into a cell with a 10-year-old yet. And I, you know, I doubt they will. But it's still pretty crazy. All right, back to the swimming. Um... So how, you know, who gets to decide what's fair, what's okay, what are the rules? And so up until 
January 2022, this year, um, the NCAA was in charge of college sports and transgender stuff. And they said if you have 12 months of testosterone suppression, not suspension, anyways, 12 months of suppression, then you can compete in women's sports. But basically, no one... People don't agree. Obviously, people don't agree. And so the NCAA is like, I don't want to be in charge of this. We don't want to be in charge of this. There's no good answer. I mean, you know, like what, like that, Leah Thomas, right? She almost won the world record. Uh, no one wants to be in charge of this stuff when, like, every single women's record in swimming or something has been won by a trans woman. People ain't going to be happy. So NCAA said, we're not. We're, we're not the boss of you anymore. And they said every individual sports governing body, like USA Swimming, USA Softball were the examples. I think those are the things like when you go to the Olympics and swim, I think you're part of USA Swimming. So it's the thing that controls... Man, whatever. You get the idea. In fact, that's all I know. They control USA Swimming. They control swimming somehow. And so the NCAA said, okay, each individual governing body for each sport... You guys decide. This is a hot potato. We don't want to touch it. Here you go. Catch. So USA Swimming. What do they do? Well, one of the main things they do, they're in charge of, I guess, United States records. You know, if you get a, if you get a fast time and you go down in the record books, that's one of the big things that they're in control of. And so Leah Thomas's records were the yearly record for NCAA swimming. So it gets even more complicated. All right, so now USA Swimming is in charge. They get to make up the rules for trans, trans, I wish you could say tranny nowadays. There needs to be a transgender individuals. I guess that's the best freaking thing you can say. Transviduals. So they're in charge now. And so their rule is you got to do 36 months, three years of testosterone suppression, which I'm sure the hang up lady will mention but uh that's interesting because that means like if you want to compete in swimming as a woman freshman year in college you got to start suppressing your testosterone when you're like 15. i bet they consider 48 months and that just means basically college kids can't do it but they're like okay fine we don't want to make it completely impossible for college kids to transition in college and compete in college so they said 36 months. So if you get right on it, if you hop right on that testosterone uh, suppression as a freshman, you can compete as a senior. And good luck because you won't be able to compete at the men's team most likely because you'll have your testosterone suppressed and so you'll suck there. And so you'd have to, I don't know, I guess you'd have to keep up your own training for three years while you did your suppression. I mean, I'm sure some of the woke college swim teams are like, yeah, you can hang out you can hang out with us for three years. You just can't compete until your senior year. I mean, I don't know. Like I've said before, I can tell by looking if a trans woman well, I can tell that a trans woman is not a woman. Except when they go through hormone re- whenever, when they go through hormone replacement, blah blah, um, starting before puberty. Like if you start before puberty, you basically or whatever. You end up looking like a normal woman, like entirely. You don't just pass easily, you, you pass entirely. 
And I don't, you know, they don't do that in America much. They do it in Thailand. There's some famous Thai lady boys who did it that way. You cannot tell whatsoever. I guess what's my point? If you wanted to be like, I, I think it would be completely fair. I mean, whatever. I'm anti-woke, but I'm not anti-trans. Um, you know, the 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 fair the fairest thing would be if you go on hormone replacement therapy or whatever you want to call it before puberty. You know, if a boy does that before puberty, and even though you probably ain't going to be able to do that in America, but if you did that, then that would be totally fair. I mean, you know, because you'd have the body, the bones, the everything of a woman or a girl, a trans girl. So the language around this stuff is interesting. The uh, the lady I'm listening to, she she's going on. She says, um, so 36 months, and you got to keep your testosterone levels be below five nanomoles per deciliter. Whatever, it's just how they measure that stuff. But she says, and that is high, but not outrageously high, not abnormal for a cis woman. But a cis woman, right? So you're born a woman and you identify as a woman, but that's not the correct thing to compare it to because, you know, if you're like, you know, if you're a lesbian, if you go past being a lesbian into identifying as a man, you can still compete in women's sports. Like if you don't take any drugs, if you're just, if you're born a woman, and then you, you know, whatever, you in your room, when no one is around, you say out loud, I am a man. Well, you know, in my opinion, you can compete on the women's team, no problem, that's fine. So that would not be a cis woman. So you don't really want to compare it to cis women. I guess, you know, that's what they, they want to, I think she wants to avoid the word biological. You know, what it would be is a biological woman or a biological female or just a female or just a woman. Anyway, she doesn't want to say any of those things. You got to throw in the cis woman, even though that doesn't quite say what needs to be said. All right, so the controversy continues. So, right, so the NCAA is like, we're not in charge of this. USA Swimming is in charge of this. And then USA Swimming is like, you, you got to be doing this stuff for three years. But Leah Thomas has been doing it only for one year, which would mean there's some sort of championship coming up that hasn't happened yet. And then Leah Thomas would not be able to compete. So the NCAA, right, they're like, oh, we're not in charge of this at all. They went, well, you know what, I guess we are kind of in charge of this. And so they made up a whole new rule <laughs> about whatever. It was in be- it's, in be- it's in between the two rules. They said, okay, for this next year, uh, you only have to do hormone or uh, T suppression for one year. And then they said, and you got to have a one-time test of less than 10 nanomoles per deciliter of testosterone. I mean, it's a cluster. It's kind of fun. I like to watch them all squirm. I mean, they're all so freaking woke. It's woke. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure the USA swimming are woke as hell, too. I mean, it's hard. It's like, normally you'd be like, I want to help women. But now they're like, no, no, no. You got you to gotta throw women under the bus. And you can just watch them squirm. Okay, I kind of, I didn't misspeak, but there's more information. So Leah Thomas, she would have been at the 33 month. She almost had three years of this stuff. She would have been at the... 30, they probably canceled all the sports for like two years because of COVID. Anyways, she would have been at 33 months, and the 36-month rule still would have prevented her from uh, competing. And so, University of Pennsylvania, and then just the general, the Ivy League, what do they call it? You know, like you got the Pac-12, you got the SEC. Anyways, the Ivy League Conference, I think that's what it's called. The Ivy League Conference and her school are on her side, and they said we want her to compete. And I'll tell you what, if you're a man in charge of a university... What the hell do you care if some women in on your swim team can't win? I mean, who cares about them? 
you just don't want to be called a transphobe. I mean, like, you know, I'm not in charge of this stuff, but how much money, if you gave me power over this stuff, how much money would you have to pay me where I said, oh, psh, trans women can compete all they want, they don't have to take any testosterone therapy, they can just, whatever, you can just be a man, say, today I'm competing in the women's sport, I mean, certainly for a million dollars. If you made me in charge of sports across the entire world, and you gave me a million dollars and said, okay, now that you're in charge, let men compete against women any which way they freaking want, I'd be like, I, you know, whatever. I'd be like, I'd be looking at houses, I'd be looking at cars, I'd be looking at boats. It would be awesome. I might be taking a trip to Thailand. Nothing to do with the ladyboys. Or at least not just for the ladyboys. So I mean, this whole situation, right? This is uh, this wokeness. It's all, it's all related to cancel culture. And so this lady who wrote the big article on this, she sent interview requests to like every swimmer, every coach in the entire Ivy League. And pretty much everyone said, we don't want to talk about it. It's kind of like, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say something at all. If you don't have something that's, that won't get you canceled to say, then you better keep your mouth shut. But so because of that, there started being um, anonymous letters where I think, I think the U.S., oh, sorry, the University of Pennsylvania swim team has like 40 girls on it or whatever. 40, anyways, you get the idea. So 16 of them did an on, anonymous letter that said, we don't want this, we do not want Leah Thomas on our team. This ain't fair for women. But obviously they did not put their names on there because holy crap, the crap would hit the fan. And then 300 swimmers, not from the Ivy League, just 300 people who I guess like to get in the water and use their muscles to propel themselves, probably college swimming related, 300 of them said, oh yeah, it's fine. And they put their, they put their names to that letter. So basically, if you think that women should not have to compete against biological males, then you do not let anyone know your name because it ain't going to be pretty. And if you feel the opposite or you don't care, I mean, you know, if you're a coach, who cares? I mean, if I was a coach, yeah, I mean, if I was a coach, I'd be like, I'd be going out and literally recruiting trans women, you know, for my team, whatever. I go out and, you know, maybe I guess what I, you know, I don't know if the coaches coach men and women's, whatever. I guess I would, if I was the women's coach, I would go to the recruitment, whatever, interviews with the men's coach. And as soon as he was done interviewing that person, I'd be like, do you ever feel like a woman? So that's all the facts. Now, you know, get into the politics. So the guy, the slate guy, asks the, uh, the guest who's uh, been studying this or been reporting on this situation, he asks her an interesting question. Now, he doesn't word it this way, but the question basically is, is it possible for someone to have the opinion that trans women should not compete against women without being a terrible bigot, a terrible transphobic bigot. You know, can you have that opinion without being a racist Nazi? And the lady's interviewing, uh, like before this point, she's just, she's talking, she's lively, she's talking, she's fast, she's telling you all these things that happened. And as soon as he answers that question, she starts talking real slow and starts reaching for the words. Because I think the answer is, uh, you know, to woke people, you're a bigot. Automatically, there you go, done deal. You should lose your job. You should get kicked off the internet. If your kids can't 
eat because you lost your job and they and you don't got no money to feed them. Uh, too bad, you bigot. All right, let's get real woke here. Um, here's how to solve this problem. Well, actually, okay, I'm gonna give you the the real solution and then the fun the fun solution. The real solution is that trans women should compete on the men's team, and then they'll have to decide if they want to take, you know, puberty blockers or not. Like, you know, if they want to be good at the sport, then, you know, you just be one of the trans women who just says, I'm a trans woman without taking any drugs. And, you know, if, and if you want to go, you know, if you want to get to the Olympics, uh, you're going to have to decide exactly what kind of trans woman you are. You know, and if you're good enough, you just don't take the drugs. You go there, you have long hair, you put on lipstick, and you go compete with the men. And so that's, I think that may be eventually what people come to. I think that's the right solution. But the anti-woke fun idea here is that I think white male basketball players should start identifying as women and just, like, take over the WNBA and take over, like, women's NCAA basketball. Because right now it's transgender versus women. Now they're both, you know, minorities, protected, disadvantaged groups. And currently um, transgender beats women. You know, it's the oppression Olympics and transgender wins. But I think if you start getting white transgenders versus black women, I mean, now you got yourself a real close race. And so that would be fun. That's, that's, that's what we should start with. We should start with the fun stuff. Twitter handle at Anti-Woke Podcast. And thanks for listening.